June 30th marks the one-year anniversary of the return of Issues Etc., and we'd like to celebrate this milestone with you. You're invited to an open house at the studio and office of Lutheran Public Radio beginning Tuesday afternoon at 4 on June the 30th. Food, friendship, and fun. RSVP to Craig at IssuesETC.org. We hope to see you here in Collinsville, Illinois on Tuesday, June the 30th. RSVP to Craig at IssuesETC.org. A famous hymn for this Ascension Day, Thursday, May the 21st, up through endless ranks of angels. A description of Christ's ascension and his ascent to the throne, the right hand of God. There's a lot in Scripture said about Christ's ascension, although we miss the theological significance a lot. And yet Scripture treats it as his exaltation, the culmination of his exaltation, and in many ways... Uh, gives us a starting point for famous books like the book of Revelation, when Christ appears as a lamb who was slain in the throne room of God. We're going to talk about the ascension of Christ. Dr. Richard Shuda is our guest. You can join us as well, one eight seven seven six two three six nine four three. coming to you live this Thursday afternoon, May the 21st. Our in-studio email address, talkback at issuesetc.org. Dr. Richard Shuda is professor of religion, at Concordia University in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Dr. Shuda, welcome back. Oh, very good to be with you again, and wish all your uh, listeners a happy Coronation Day. That actually is a preview of our own Coronation Day, and be really happy to uh, discuss in the next few minutes the significance to us, not only to the Lord, but to our own future. Why did he leave in the first place? Why not stick around? Oh, that's a good one. He actually, all he did was withdrew his visible presence to teach us, you know, blessed are those who have not seen and, and yet believed, because uh, I was just looking at how very, very brief, you know, the two ascension accounts, like in Luke 24, I mean, Luke, uh, the companion of Paul. So let me just read briefly how, you know, it lacks any mythological, it's just straightforward history. This is what uh, Luke 24, 50 and 52 describes, and then I'll get to your answer. Then Jesus led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them, just like Aaron blessed the people. And when he blessed them, he parted them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple blessing God. So I don't think they thought that he left them. He actually was fulfilling his promise. He said, you know, in John 16, it's, it's important that I go away. It will be to your advantage, because when I go away, I'll... I'll send somebody who will internalize my power within you, namely the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. So the, the Ascension account appears be, uh, right between his command to you know, evangelize all nations and then them going forth to do that. So he just withdraws his visible presence and saying, gentlemen, you're going to be looking for me in a different way, even a more powerful way. It's almost like he's saying to us, like he said to Mary Magdalene, stop clinging to me. I can't just be the Jesus of, you know, Galilee or Palestine. I'm now the international Christ of all nations and, and the Christ of you as well. And so it, there's great joy that knowing that, as somebody has said, that he's taken 
in his human nature, which means our human nature as well, and now the dust of earth sits on the throne of heaven, and wow, we got the power of heaven to witness for him wherever we go. You said the dust of earth sits on the throne of heaven. Now let's get into that, because uh, what you said at the very beginning, it's Christ's coronation and a foreshadowing of our coronation Correct. with him as well. Why is it so important? And why, Well, let's start this way. Why is it so often missed that what Christ is actually doing is taking up his perfect human nature into the, into the essence of the divine trinity and, and taking his rightful place as man in heaven? Right. Well, in a study of you know, Greek philosophy, the first century, and even the Apostles' Creed, and you know, that whole heresy in which somehow that matter didn't matter to God, this old docetic, you know, the kind of putting a wedge between the importance of humanity, because any attack on humanity kind of in- incarnates or actually denigrates the whole incarnation, the resurrection, the bodily resurrection, even more important, the importance of such material things through which the Spirit and Christ comes to us, such as, you know, the water of of baptism, which is, the, I call it, the envelope of the Holy Spirit, and then the uh, bread and wine through which the, the very body and blood of Christ is given to us. And so it's the material world is God's, God's idea. I mean, the Creator is the Redeemer, is the Recreator, and somehow or another to denigrate the human nature of Christ is actually put down the fact that God is our Creator and He values uh, human nature after all. I think seven times in the Genesis account, when God is creating the material world and human body said it is good. And so we don't abhor the human. It becomes the instrument of God to actually accomplish our salvation and our own resurrection. What's Jesus doing right now? Well, first of all, he's not picking up Hebrews. He's interceding for us because almost you remember in the book of Job where our great accuser, Satan, always runs to the throne room of God and says, Damn those people, damn those people like you're doing me, and, and Jesus said, thrown out of court, I'm their representative. And so the wonderful thing is we have a, a representative always as our defender standing at the right hand. And again, let me say something about this right hand so that uh, I think most of your listeners realize this is a symbolic expression because God's pure spirit. So let me just uh, read three, three very comforting Bible passages that deal with God's right hand so that they'll basically tell us now what Jesus is doing at God's quote-unquote right hand. Exodus 15, 6 says, Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power, your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. And then the second one, great psalm, Psalm 20, verse 6, Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. And finally, Psalm 63, 8, My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. So what he is doing is using all the power of heaven for the church and for us individuals that that will ensure our victory because he's the victorious Lord of all creation. We're talking with Dr. Richard Shuda on this Ascension Day, Thursday, May the 21st. I invite your questions and your comments. One eight seven seven six two three six nine four three eight seven seven six two three my I E or you can email your questions or comments to us right here in the studio. Talk back at issuesetc.org. Talk back at issuesetc.org. What kind of questions or comments do you have on Christ's ascension? There's so much there, especially as we'll get into it in just a moment. The fact that Christ has raised our human nature to the throne of God so that one day in our resurrection, he will be able to bring us to sit there with him in the heavenly places. In fact, 
in a mystery we cannot understand, Paul tells us we are already seated there with Christ in the heavenly places. We'll get into that in just a moment. one 6939 or talk back at issuesetc.org. Our Issues Etc. Book of the Month for May is a commentary on an Old Testament prophet often misunderstood as a prophet of liberation. Well, it is liberation in Amos, but it is a spiritual liberation, the kind of liberation that Christ brings through his death and resurrection and in the resurrection of all flesh. The Concordia Commentary on the Book of Amos by Dr. Reed Lessing is our Issues Etc. Book of the Month for May. You can find out more about it by either going to our website tonight, issuesetc.org, issuesetc.org. You'll find the book there right on our homepage. Or you can call Concordia Publishing House any weekday during regular business hours and ask them about the Concordia Commentary on Amos, 1-800-325-3040, 1-800-325-3040. It's the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for May, the Concordia Commentary on the Book of Amos. We're talking about the ascension of Christ on this Thursday, May the 21st. What do you, what have you always believed about the ascension? Have you believed that Jesus is in heaven and now he's there and can't get down? Or is he with us even as he was with his disciples during his earthly ministry? one 623 or talk back at issuesetc.org. Dr. Shuda, we've got about a minute and a half before we take a break, and we'll continue sure. on the other side. I'm curious about... Uh, you said that God's right hand is a place of power and of of uh, ruling Rescue. and of, yep. and of justice. So, is in what sense is Christ ruling right now? Uh, yes, he is. That's what right hand. Because even in the English parlance, we say somebody's the somebody's right hand man, or he's in the position of honor. So it's it, that's basically. So the ascension is normally related to what we call Christ's kingly office, where now he has unobstructed rule over all of creation. In fact, there's these symbolisms in Ephesians that even take some of the uh, uh, wicked forces up to the throne of where the good angels can show that, that as man's representative, Christ actually conquered Satan. That's also connected to Christ descended to hell, where, you know, as humanity's representative, he has conquered all the forces. Because as the early church father said, Satan thought that they could get at Jesus in his full humanity and basically says, sorry, it's almost like Romans 5 talks about, as by one man sent into the world, so by another man has come victory. And so actually he's ruling on our behalf, on the Church's behalf, and the confidence is that the ascension means that, you know, we have all the power of heaven ensuring, you know, that Christ says, I go to prepare a place for you, and boy, I have the power to make sure you get there. And no one will take him out of our hands. Dr. Richard Schutte is our guest, professor of religion at Concordia University, Ann Arbor, Michigan. When we come back, We'll ponder for a moment the words that Paul writes in Ephesians. The very beginning of the book, he speaks as though we are already seated with Christ in the heavenly places. He calls them the heavenlies. How can this be? I'm down here, he's up there, or is that really the way things are? Remember, here in this time between Christ's resurrection, his ascension, and his return in glory, we are walking by faith and not by sight. Maybe all that is is not all that we see. one 623 or talk back at issuesetc.org. one 623 or talk back at issuesetc.org. So Christ has ascended on high. We await his promised return. When he returns, will we finally see 
what it means for us that he has ascended for us. We'll be right back. Would you like to support the worldwide outreach of Issues Etc. by making a regular, monthly, tax-deductible gift? We've made it easy for you to donate using automatic withdrawal. Simply fill out and mail the automatic billing authorization form under the Donate page of our website, issuesetc.org. No more writing monthly checks or making monthly PayPal contributions. Issuesetc.org. Click Donate and fill out and mail the automatic withdrawal form. Thanks for your support. Village Lutheran Church in Ladue thanks God for His saving gift of faith through Christ and invites you to share in this gift by worshiping with us Sunday mornings at 815 or 1045. We're conveniently located one mile west of the Galleria on Clayton Road. For more information, call 314-993-1834 or visit villagelutheranchurch.org. Village Lutheran Church, ordinary people loved by an extraordinary God. Villagelutheranchurch.org. Grace, faith, scripture, and Christ alone. You're listening to Issues Etc. Would you like for us to post information about your congregation on the Find a Church page of our website? We'll add your church when it becomes part of the Issues Etc. 300. We're looking for 300 congregations to donate $1,000 to Issues Etc. Please consider adding the worldwide outreach of Issues Etc. to your church's mission or advertising budget. Find out more about the Issues Etc. 300 at issuesetc.org. Click Promote and publicize your congregation to the world. The leadership of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is proposing sweeping changes in structure and governance. These changes would further centralize power in the church's bureaucracy and decrease the voice of LCMS congregations and laity. Stay informed. Read the new broadcast transcripts on this subject. You'll find them at the top of the on-demand page at issuesetc.org. These transcripts are a must-read for every layperson and pastor in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Issuesetc.org. Click On Demand. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We're talking about the Ascension of Christ. Dr. Richard Shuda is our guest. Dr. Shuda, it seems kind of incongruous with our everyday experience when we read the first chapter of uh, Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And he speaks as though we are already seated with Christ in the heavenly places. What is he trying to say? He's basically saying, because uh, I'm taking a look at Ephesians 1, because it says, and we were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. If uh, you remember when Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman about the living water, and uh, John 7 says he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus is the source of the Holy Spirit. I call the Holy Spirit the divine electrician that, that connects us to the light of the world through the means of grace and uh, lets us see exactly the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. So this is, again, anybody can, no one can see that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So you don't have to speak in tongues or look some dramatic, whatever. But if 
you can say that Jesus is Lord, that's, again, you are only enabled to do that by the Holy Spirit. And any Christian can say, yes, in Christ, because that phrase, in him, is, is, oh, I think about ten times used in Ephesians. When we look to Christ, we see not only his life, we see our life, our future, our blessing in Christ. We're more than conquerors, actually, victors in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit that brings us to the love of the Father. So theologically, the ascension of Christ, what one believes and affirms about the ascension of Christ, might be kind of a, a diagnostic of how well one understands the incarnation of Jesus Christ for us. Uh, definitely, and also the new creation. I think you realize that when we didn't talk about you know the goodness of creation and and Revelation 21, and how matter matters to God, then you really have no understanding what the sacraments are all about, nor do, and you've opened the gap to, like, the Jehovah Witnesses, who talk so much about, you know, the, the new kingdom. And uh, basically, I always like to say, the, well, we do believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of all, you know, things, the Ponto Crotor. So the incarnation is God's seal on, on the importance of him as creator and redeemer and restorer and and is saying, basically, we matter to God, and when you take a look at Jesus Christ, you see how much we matter. He, he just didn't simply stay in heaven. He got down here in the nitty-gritty of life and says, I've come down here to take you back with me, and through my cross, you know, you'll have your own cross, but nevertheless, there's the crown, and, and the Holy Spirit will assure you of this. Well, here's the dilemma that is presented by Christians who differ with us on issues like the presence of Christ, the bodily presence of Christ, in the Lord's Certainly. Supper. They will say the ascension really is an, an insurmountable obstacle for a belief in the real presence because it's quite clear that Christ is up there, not down here. If he's up there, he can't be down here. Plus, if he's up there, his body is located someplace, and it cannot be extended or inexhaustibly consumed uh, sacramentally by people who believe that he's bodily present in the Lord's Supper. How do we respond to that? Well, first, first of all, you know, because God's a spirit, so they're, they're, like Luther says, uh, the presence of Christ in the in, with, and under is not like coins in our pocket. He's not stuck somewhere in somewhere. He's not stuck in heaven at some right hand. Because first of all, uh, he's only one person, and where his divine nature is, his human nature as well. I, you know, not to talk crudely, but Jesus is not schizophrenic. You know, part God and part man. And, you know, in the personhood of the second person of the Trinity, the, the uh, divine nature and human nature meet. That's called a person unit or personal union, the communication of attributes. So wherever God is, in his divine nature, ever since the incarnation, he's there with his human nature as well. He's one person in two distinct natures, not divided, not separated. And the great Chalcedonian creed, you know, a very difficult creed, but the early church for over 400 years debated this and said, no, there's only one Christ, two natures, but not divided, not separated, but distinct yet united. Almost like there is one God, yet three distinct persons. Oh, and so, that's heavy material. Thanks for asking that question. Well, well, it certainly is heavy material. It needs a little bit of explanation. So what you are essentially saying is, to say something like, well, Jesus is up there, he can't be down here, bodily present for believers to eat and drink for the forgiveness of sins in the Lord's Supper, really flies in the face of what Scripture teaches about his incarnation and what the Church has historically concluded about right, the very, nature of his yeah, incarnation. The, right. The Chalcedonian Creed is very firm on that you can't divide 
you know, the two natures or separate the two natures. That was well known as, you know, you don't mix them, which we're sometimes accused of. That's the old Eutychian heresy. Nor do you divide them as if, you know, one nature is left somewhere else behind. Uh, the early church certainly struggled with this. And, and again, what Lutherans hold is really what I call the Church Catholic, the ecumenical church, as affirmed in this great creed on the, on the uh, twofold nature, yet one person known as the second person of the Trinity. All right, then. You started by saying uh, it is Christ's coronation that foreshadows our coronation along with him. What awaits us at Christ's return, judgment, and the resurrection of all flesh that is promised and sealed for us in Christ's ascension? And I, let me also bring in the, the Lord's Supper, which the early church called the meal of immortality, because every time you kneel at, at the table of the Lord— and he does come to you with his body and, and blood, then you're really receiving the Christ of the Christmas, the Christ of Monday, Thursday, the Christ of, of Easter morning, because he could not come to us with his body and blood unless he was the living Lord who, who transcends time and space and comes to all people at all times and all places. I call him the Catholic Christ. Thank God that he's not limited. So um, if we have uh, this promise of our coronation, what will be our status with Christ in eternity? Well, as the rabbis basically said, Satan doesn't like this because presently we are, we are below the angels, but one day we will, as Christ told the apostles, we will sit judging the nations, judging the world, because we will rule with him in the, in the new kingdom, the and that's the the good news of the victory of the gospel. We're we're never losers in Christ. In Him, we are more than conquerors. We're victors over all the enemies, seen and unseen. So, in simple terms, should we think of Christ as distant or long distance? You no, know, He's as close as the Holy Spirit is. And every time that you say Jesus is Lord, then the Holy Spirit has really connected you to the Triune God and. He certainly, every every Christian who turns to the Word, I will basically say, because Christ constantly told Thomas, you know, if you want to meet me, you know, you'll find me in the Word, because the Holy Spirit connects you to him, and, and the Holy Spirit authored the Scripture, and so both in Scripture and the Church gathered around Word and Sacrament, Christ comes to you, and the Holy Spirit comes to you, and the Triune God is glorified. Finally, then, what is the comfort, the per- per- particular comfort, that we as Christians find in the ascension of Christ? That's my future, and the fact that, as I started out by simply saying, isn't it a wonder that God didn't jettison in the person of Jesus Christ his, his human nature and say, oh, finally I'm rid of it, after all, they crucified me, but he actually simply said, no, I've not given up on humanity, I will take it to the throne room of God, and in that we are all exalted. Dr. Richard Schuda is professor of religion at Concordia University in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's been a pleasure talking with you on this Ascension Day. Dr. Schuda, thank you. And thank you as well. Starting the 1st of June, the Issues Etc. Journal returns. It's been gone for a year, but it will return via email for everyone who wants it. The Issues Etc. Journal is kind of like a reader's version of the radio program. There's an article in this first return edition by me on uh, tracking your moral progress. It's really a waste of time for Christians because sheep don't keep track. We'll also have an article in there starting June 1st by Pastor George Borghardt, former Roman Catholic. The article is called Never Sorry Enough, talking about confession, absolution, why God really does forgive us. 
It's the Issues Etc. Journal returning June the 1st. You can get it by simply emailing us, journal at issuesetc.org, journal at issuesetc.org, and on June 1st, we'll send out the Issues Etc. Journal to you. It really is the natural conclusion of everything that Jesus did for us in his earthly ministry and his suffering, death, and resurrection, that he would not remain here indefinitely, kind of set up a, a, a corporation to run, but that he would return to his father from whence he was sent, and that he would r- await the judgment, and in the meantime, not twiddling his thumbs or sleeping, interceding with us for us before the Father with the very body that he gave at the cross and came out of the tomb alive after three days and ruling in that body over all things in a way that is unseen to us today. And yet we have the sure signs of his gracious rule over all things in the word that he continues to speak among us because he is still with us. I am with you always until the end of the age. In the water with which he washes us by that word and taking away our sins, in his body and blood given to us with the bread and wine each and every Sunday, again, with that powerful word. He sits enthroned on high, and yet he has not left us. He continues to be with us as truly as he was with the disciples during his earthly ministry. In fact, even better, because now having earned for himself and for us the right to rule all things, he governs all things for our good. And he continues to speak a powerful word that saves sinners each and every day, a word of forgiveness and mercy and grace. And he will come back and we will see him return for judgment and to raise us from the dead. And then guess what? He will give us his place in eternity. The place he now occupies at the right hand of God, the highest place of all, he will give to you and to me. I'm Todd Wilkin talk with you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Issues Etc. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Lutheran Public Radio, P.O. Box 912, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 912, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc. is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.